1: At LuckyLandslots.com Available to players in the U.S. Excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Welcome to the Underground. The Steel City Underground. A Pittsburgh Steelers podcast made by fans like you. For fans like you. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Kuzma. I'd also like to welcome listeners from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And this is a special holiday edition heading right into the 4th of July weekend. So I hope everyone who listens has a safe and happy holiday. I'll catch you guys back here sometime in the middle of next week as myself, I'm going to take a few extra days off. But until then, the reason I say this is kind of a special edition, not just because of the break and whatnot, is I'm going to cover a topic that someone, a few people actually asked me, what I thought about the Steelers' odds of winning the Super Bowl were and making a prediction about the NFL schedule and whatnot. And, you know, I'm not one of the guys that particularly cares to get into these type of prediction deals, I just I just think it's kind of nonsense. I mean, we're looking at July 1st here now, and we still don't have any training camps. So we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, take a look last year. Marquise Pouncey gets hurt for the entire year. If you're the Green Bay Packers, you lose Jordy Nelson. If you're the Carolina Panthers, how many people had them counted in as Super Bowl contenders when they lost Kelvin Benjamin for the year? So you have injuries that happen before the season even begins. There may be, albeit one of these oddball trade deals, but it might happen. The Steelers traded for Obi after they lost their consistent kicker, Sean Sweezum. These sort of deals happen. And when we don't have football yet, it's very hard to predict what is going to occur. It's very hard to predict even when football does start and you're playing in September. Because that first, it's almost like now with this new CBA and I think Bill Belichick's the one that was quoted saying this, the first month of the football season is just an extension of training camp. I mean, these guys don't get to hit each other with pads as much and et cetera, et cetera. And you see it a lot of times in just sloppy play, missed tackles and whatnot. And by the time you get to December, you could really kind of separate the men from the boys, so to speak. But even at that point, when you know what teams are going to have buys and what teams may have a shot at the wild card, and all of that noise, we still don't know who's going to win. So making predictions this early in the year, and even earlier than this, are you know kind of all for naught. It's not really my thing, but you know what? I thought I was going to have fun with this. So I'm going to go through the Steelers' schedule today, and I'm going to go one by one, and look at their opponents, and I'm going to give you what I feel is my honest opinion on each of these games. I was talking to my buddy Charles on Facebook and kind of chuckling about the subject. You know what? You might be on to something. Let's see what each of these teams does for this 2016 schedule. Let's see what the Steelers are going to do against, well, let's start with week one. September 12th, Monday Night Football on ESPN. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to take on the Washington Redskins. And Kirk Cousins is apparently one of the quarterbacks in the NFL Top 100. Apparently, they just let anyone in the NFL Top 100, and they choose everyone's positions by throwing darts at a board. I will be covering this next week. I'll probably be, It could be the very first podcast I release next week, so it might be real late into the week because I'm just waiting to see where they place the other quarterbacks that are ahead of Ben Roethlisberger. There's five of them. Or there should be five of them based on who hasn't been announced yet as well. So this will be very interesting to see because I can't believe that Ben Roethlisberger is not even a top five QB. But you know what? Kirk Cousins is one of the top 100 players in the NFL. The Steelers should be terrified at this team. I mean, they do have Deshaun Jackson. He's been kind of on a slide. He did okay last year. I'll take that back. Jordan Reed, tight ends have always been a pain in the behind for the Steelers. This could be an interesting opening game. I really don't know how to feel. The Steelers aren't always a good road team, as we know. But then again, this will be the start of the NFL season. So maybe the road bug hadn't quite gotten to them yet for Monday Night Football. And I think I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. I think we're going to see a revamped defense. It's not going to exactly be pretty, like I said, but I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers winning against the Washington Redskins here in Week 1, 28-21. What do you think? I think it's going to happen. So we're going to head on over to Week 2, and the Steelers are going to be at home against the Cincinnati Bengals, opening up at home against Andy Dalton, The Red Rifle. (laughs) You know, Andy Dalton had one of his better seasons last year, and I'm actually quite surprised that some of these, whoever comes up with the top 100 list didn't put Andy Dalton ahead of Ben Roethlisberger because that's usually how they figure these things out. Let's take the most terrible players and put them – I mean, jeez. I think Kirk Cousins was actually ranked ahead of Andrew Luck. Even though Andrew Luck had a pretty bad season last year, who would you rather have on your team? And out of those two and then add Andy Dalton to that, out of those three, between Dalton – Luck and Kirk Cousins, who do you want on your team? Uh yeah, okay. Pretty pretty easy, but I think like Andrew Luck was like 95 or 96 or something like that. Just a complete nonsense list. So the Steelers get the Bengals and the Bengals won't have Vontez Perfect, And it seems anyone that has any common sense knows the NFL pretty much they held up their bargain and suspended Vontez Perfect for the first 3 games of the NFL season and decided, you know what, we It's better if we send the Bengals over to Pittsburgh without Berfect there so the fans don't go and get all riled up. Bengals are a quality talent team. They've been reloading with the draft over the years. I think they're still going to be figuring themselves out in this game. They lost Muhammad Sanu. Not that I think Muhammad Sanu was an all-pro, but somebody who's been in the system knows the system for several years. Marvin Jones also gone and replaced those guys with Brandon LaFell, and also a rookie with Tyler Boyd. And we all know Tyler Boyd, local kid, playing at University of Pittsburgh. Kind of that one's going to sting a little bit, having to watch him with the Bengal stripes on. But it's still a rookie wide receiver. I don't know that they're going to have it all together. It's going to be interesting to see if Tyler Eifert can stay healthy (laughs) and be on the field. Once again, the tight end situation, that's about the one thing. If the Steelers get that on lock, Teams are going to have a hard time finding a weakness against this defense. So, I think the Bengals on the road. Hostile environment, opening weekend. The only thing against the Steelers is having a short week because they played on Monday night. But I'm still going to take the Steelers here in week two to beat the Bengals. I don't think they're going to beat up on the Bengals. I'm going to go with a score of 43-18 to 18 in week two. And then we're going to head over to week three, and the Steelers have another short trip. In fact, all of their trips are short this year. If you're not aware, the Steelers are only playing outside of the Eastern Time Zone once. And they don't do that until Thanksgiving. And all of their trips are going east. They go south to Miami. But they don't do that until October. So they have these short... Everybody can go to these games. I'm I, Seriously, if I had the expendable time and money... I could go to every single one of these games. I could practically drive to all of them from my location, with the exception of Miami. Hop in a plane for that one. These are bus trips. Pretty awesome. I, like, I'll have an article coming out for this on SteelCityUnderground.com soon. Uh, it may even release it sometime after this podcast for the holiday weekend. It's going to show a really cool chart with all of the distance between the different cities that the Steelers are traveling to, it is just phenomenal. One game outside of the Eastern time zone. And one of those is Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, on September 25th. And it's an afternoon game. And we know how the Steelers are on the road, but the Eagles, the Eagles are just another dumpster fire. I'm not sure I could give them any credit. If the Steelers have their act together and they've already they put a whooping on the Bengals, like I said they would the week before, and they beat the Redskins, Eagles aren't going to be a problem. It doesn't matter who they put back there. It doesn't matter if they put their rookie quarterback in. It doesn't matter if it's Sam Bradford, Chase Daniel. None of those quarterbacks scare me. Who else do they still have on their roster? Yeah, I mean, they don't even have they, – they put all – Chip Kelly just tore this team apart. They got rid of LaShawn McCoy the previous year. They don't have the Marco Murray anymore. I'm not sure that they have any weapons on offense that are going to terrify the Steelers. And trust me, for these teams to be able to beat the Steelers, they're going to have to exploit the Steeler defense. Steelers defense full of inexperience and young players. As the season goes on, they're going to become experienced. And that was one of the things I had said in one of the podcasts following the NFL draft, that Pittsburgh was specifically targeting quality players who already have fundamental skills such as tackling, high volume of tackling. They're getting guys that could already play, that create turnovers, that break up passes, that sack the quarterback. We're talking about Javon Hargrave. We're talking about Sean Davis and Artie Burns. Senquez Golson gets his butt out there too. He's in the same category. We're going to have a healthy Ryan Shazier. Philadelphia Eagles are going to be running for their lives. In week three of the NFL season, I'll take the Steelers to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Going to be 3-0, and yes, through three weeks. Heading into a Sunday night football game against a tough opponent all the time. Oh, I didn't give a score. Uh, the Eagles game, you know, I, I'm just going to leave that one go. It's really a, a futile effort. But Sunday night football against Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs always give the Steelers a hard time. Travis Kelsey will give him a hard time. Alex Smith isn't a quarterback who turns the ball over much. I think he was in the top 100, too, and a lot of people were ragging on Alex Smith. And he's just a guy that he doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't get sacked a whole lot. Fairly mobile in the pocket. Hard to get to. Finds his guys like Travis Kelsey, Jeremy Macklin. I want to say those guys added a wide receiver in the draft, too. So they might have somebody on the other side of the field besides Macklin now. Macklin stays healthy. That could give the Steelers some fits. Solid defense. Tom Bali, Justin Houston. Those guys will get after the quarterback. You know, I'm hoping during some point in this, because I'm still brushing up, and this is early. This is why I don't like to do this. But I'm hoping I don't mention a player for a team that doesn't play for him anymore. I'm still catching up on the rest of the NFL. I know my Steelers pretty well. I'll say that. I'll put, give myself a pat on the back. But Kansas City Chiefs Sunday night football, last time this happened, uh, I believe that was also either a Sunday night – Monday Monday night football, I believe, Veterans Day at Heinz Field, and it was pouring down, soaking rain. And uh, they gave us, like, these little cardboard cutout things to hold up. And when everybody holds them in the stadium, it was like you're showing the American flag all the way across stadium. So everybody had, like, a little square, like a little dot in that picture. And it was like holding a wet newspaper. (laughs) They had gotten so soaking wet. I don't know how early they put them out there, but the game was just miserable. I remember there being like maybe an interception by Lawrence Timmons or something like that. But like I said, the Steelers losing an arrowhead the the following year. They're they're always a tough opponent for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think I'm still going to take the Steelers just because it's at home. And I could see the Steelers... Maybe even eking out this victory once again it could be an overtime game. I'm going to say there's a field goal of difference or maybe 2 and go with a score of like 20-23 with Steelers ahead by three or 12-6 to six or something of that nature. But Travis Kelsey, if the Steelers figure out the tight end thing, they're going to be okay. I mean, a lot of people rag on Alex Smith. They still have Alex Smith in the top NFL 100, and people are like, hey, Alex Smith, he isn't much anything, but he doesn't turn the ball over, manages the game, solid QB, tough to bring down, tough to get to because he's mobile, he moves around in the pocket, he's capable of running for those little short scampers for, like, first downs when it's, like, maybe third and three or something like that. I mean, it he's a decent game-managing QB. He's not going to put up eye-popping numbers, but at the same time, he's not going to hurt your football team. So, Pittsburgh Steelers, though, playing at home, home crowd, Not much travel. Like I said, the only places they've gone to start this season, Washington, D.C. and Philly. So they're driving maybe four hours tops each way. They're not going to be real jet-lagged. They're going to get a little bit of extra rest. They're going to play in prime time in front of the home fans. They're going to beat the Chiefs. They're going to come back the next week and beat the New York Jets as well. Heading into October, Jets come to town. Jets are going to be angry. Jets didn't make the playoffs. Jets might not have a quarterback. They might not have Ryan Fitzpatrick. What are they going to do? I don't know. Are they going to put Geno Smith out there? Are they going to – the team is just so I, – I don't understand it. Okay, I get the idea that Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of these guys that he's asking for money because he had a good season. He's a journeyman quarterback. He's older. But good Lord, just give him the money. You really think Geno Smith's going to put up the numbers that Ryan Fitzpatrick does? So if the Jets don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick, this is a real easy – I I just go Steelers. Uh, if they have a decent QB under center by the time they get to October that's throwing the ball to Eric Decker, Brandon Marshall, they have Matt Forte in the backfield now, that's an offense that might be able to give the Steelers defense a little bit of problems. But I don't know exactly how the Jets defense is going to turn out. The, Ted, the Jets defense, and you have their head coach Todd Bowles entering his second year, and he's a defensive guy, of course. And He's kind of like uh, Mike Tomlin, defensive-minded coach that they brought in as a head coach and uh, just kind of keep that thing going after Rex Ryan left. And you see they all, he almost got them into the playoffs last season. Luckily, he didn't. That helped the Steelers out. So I don't really know how to gauge the Jets this early in the year. It's another one of those teams that could win four games this year or they could win ten. Really hard to say. I don't know if they're going to just drive off a cliff or if they're going to be a solid football club. But I do think the Pittsburgh Steelers, once again, playing at home, I think they've figured it out. I think they're separating themselves at the head of the pack as one of the top teams in the AFC. And they're going to do that before heading down to South Beach in Miami. I'm going to give Miami absolutely zero credit. I don't know who they have left on their team. They have Jarvis Landry, but, I mean, that'd be like the Steelers only playing with Antonio Brown, which would be okay, but... We saw how that turned out when you didn't have Ben Roethlisberger under center, and the Miami Dolphins do not have a Ben Roethlisberger. They do not even – I don't even know who they have as a running back anymore. They sent Lamar Miller packing out of town. They have Kong Su, but that's the only guy in the defense because they don't have enough money to pay anyone else after they fulfilled his contract. They went on a fire sale of their whole secondary. i It'll be interesting. First-year head coach. You are traveling down. It's a little warmer weather. You've been playing in the cool weather, so there's going to be some humidity and stuff like that. It's going to be very similar to when the Steelers played San Diego, except a little bit later in the year, being Week 6. I don't see the Dolphins putting up much of a fight. I think the Steelers will handle them quite easily. I'm just going to jump right over to Week 7. And if you're following pace, yes. I haven't picked the Steelers to lose any one of these games yet. I think the only one that's really... The Bengals could give them some trouble. I think the Chiefs could give them some trouble. Those are winnable games. In the NFL, there isn't much that separates the winners and the losers. This is a league of parity. We're going to see that with the New England Patriots. New England Patriots will be with Tom Brady by this point, week seven. Of course, doing us the favors, Goodell. We we want to see perfect. We don't want to see Brady. Let's do the opposite of that. <laughs> so this is going to be one of those CBS NFL doubleheaders. It's going to go on later in the afternoon. Heinz Field is going to be more rowdy than ever because we won't have to get up at the crack of dawn, to go out and drink our beer and tailgate for a 1 o'clock start. No, we're going to be out there and partying it up and ready to riot against the New England Patriots. And once again, the real guy that gives this team fits is Gronk. And I'll tell you what, Josh Scobie doesn't miss those field goals last year. The Steelers are in that game, despite only having 10 defenders on the field and leaving tight ends open and letting even Scott Chandler score a TD in last year's NFL opening game. Steelers were still in that game. And the Steelers will be in this game too. I think this is the real the real fight, the real testament here. They're not playing on the road. They come back from like Miami. That's going to be like a vacation. They're going to prepare for the Patriots. I think they beat New England at home. It's really this one could be the coin toss. I'm still going to go with my team. Why would I go against the Steelers? Especially if I have them at 6 0 and pretty much at this point If Brady plays, who do the Patriots ever play? They play in the AFC East too. So they're playing the Jets and the Dolphins, and the Steelers are playing these same uh, this slate three AFC East teams in a row. The Patriots never play in a real competitive division. Those teams have not been good. The Jets were okay for a period of time there, and they had Mark Sanchez as their quarterback back then, and they had a solid defense. So what do you think Ben Roethlisberger with – a revamped, more solid defense than what the Patriots faced last year. I mean, come on, the Patriots faced Cortez Allen. And Antoine Blake's out of there now, too. So I really do think the Steelers, this Patriots team, eventually you got to think the wheels fall off. Tom Brady can't be ageless. We saw it with Peyton Manning last year. I think Tom Brady will be better than Peyton Manning was last year. But you know what? I don't like Tom Brady, and I don't like the Patriots. So I'm going with the Steelers. And that's right before they get some rest. They have a bye. And they have to face a nemesis that they have not been very successful as of late against. And that'll be after the week eight bye. They get to rest before going to Baltimore. I like that a lot. Another short trip. You have a full week to prepare and figure out why you've only won two of the last ten games against the Ravens. Especially when they have players like Ryan Mallett. And I talked about the Ravens in depth with the podcast episode within... I think it was the last episode that I actually produced and Mike Wallace running his mouth about how he's better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we'll see it, Mike Wallace. This is put up or shut up time right here. But the Ravens defense, this is going to be more of the weakness than anything. This game could be a shootout, even though they're technically almost always close games decided by maybe a field goal or less. Almost all of those 10 games decided by a field goal or less, even overtime. Both teams have had injuries on both sides. Steelers had to face the Ravens. How many times have the Steelers faced the Ravens without Ben Roethlisberger? They had Michael Vick last year. So I don't give a whole lot of credit to... It's not quite like the Steelers owning the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns might have a different quarterback every time the Steelers face them, but you know what? That's the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) It's not because necessarily just due to injury. It's because they don't know who their quarterback is yet. So... When you have a healthy Ben Roethlisberger out there and all the weapons that the Pittsburgh Steelers have, and they're going to have like they're going to have Le'Veon Bell, hopefully, I don't see the Baltimore Ravens being able to put up much of a fight. This team's still finding themselves; it'll still be intense. It's an AFC North division rivalry. Steelers are going to pull out another win. They're going to keep this going. They're going to go eight and zero into the midway point of this season where they host the Dallas Cowboys. And Dallas Cowboys come to town, and I don't have a whole lot of respect for Tony Romo. Des Bryant could get 100 yards receiving or whatever and score a touchdown. But Tony Romo's good for three or four picks. against a defense that could put on some pressure, and this Steelers defense put that pressure on last year. I have even more faith in them this year. Keith Butler showed us what they can do. He's got some new young talent back there. They're going to be riding high, full of confidence. And hopefully that doesn't bite them in the, in the behind, but... At this point in the season, if they're confident enough, you got the veterans on offense. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys, they have a terrible secondary. They do not have a great defense. And I'm trying to think now, unless it's appealed, they may not have Rolando McClain in that defense either. They're still trying to figure out what's going on with all these different suspensions and players that may not be available to them, even at Week 10 in the season. This is a kind of on-again, off-again rivalry Steelers lost a really close one several years ago, and that was, of course, in, during the 8-8 eight and eight season. We all know the Pittsburgh Steelers are a far more quality team now than they were then. I'm going to pick them to beat the Cowboys, as I'm just going to gloss right over the trip to Cleveland a couple hours up the road, November 20th, right before Thanksgiving in the short game with Indianapolis. Oh, did I need to tell you what's going to happen against the Browns in Cleveland? It's going to be another Cleveland invasion with Pittsburgh Steelers fans and terrible towels. We'll see what the Browns even are at this point in the season and who their quarterback is. And I'm not even just being facetious about that. Robert Griffin III could be their quarterback, and he could be hurt again, or he could be awful and yanked, and you could have Josh McCown, or maybe Robert Griffin doesn't even win the starting job over Josh McCown. And then maybe once again the Browns fans are just – got the pitchforks and torches out and they want Josh McCown who won the job over RG3 out of there and let's bring RG3 in and he's going to be even worse than McCown was. That's pretty much what you're looking at before Cody Kessler comes in and finishes the last two games of the 2016 season. I'll get back to that in a second. That will be the New Year's game when the Browns visit Heinz Field. Mark that down as a win too. But Thanksgiving Day, Indianapolis Colts, what kind of Indianapolis Colts team are we going to get? Are they going to be the team from two years ago with a healthy Andrew Luck, a pretty solid quarterback? You know what? The Steelers have absolutely owned the Indianapolis Colts over the last two years. They blew them out 45-10 to 10 in 2015. It was just, like, unbelievable. It's almost like you're playing John Madden football video game for those of you who may not have like a PlayStation or an Xbox. It's just like you set the opponent on incredibly easy. You set you actually what you did was you turned player two on and just set the controller on the couch. And that's the Indianapolis Colts when they play the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the previous year in twenty fourteen, I remember it was the Steelers have finally kind of gotten out of that slump where they're winning a game, losing a game off and on. They beat the Texans and almost just barely. And then they come out and Ben Roethlisberger buries something like 500 and some yards passing against the Colts in a 51-34 shootout. And Andrew Luck was still pretty halfway decent in that game. But you know what? Steelers are going to go. This is going to be Thanksgiving primetime game. It will be a little tough. Cause they, But they just went to Cleveland. It's not like a far trip going from a road game to another road game. Steelers Nation will be in the house, even though it's Thanksgiving night. I think there's going to be a lot of people. I'd love to make this trip. I think my wife would kill me. It would be great if she was a Steelers fan and not a Browns fan, right? And she wouldn't kill me, and she would just say, hey, let's all go to Indianapolis. It's in a dome, so you don't have to worry about any type of bad weather. There's going to be all kinds of Steelers fans there because there's going to be Colts fans that are thinking the same thing. Hey, you know what? This is Thanksgiving night. I still need to belch and burp all my Thanksgiving dinner. Maybe people are eating a little late. They'd rather sit at home and watch it with their family. There are going to be tickets up for sale, and those tickets are getting, pun intended, gobbled up by Steelers Nation. I got the Steelers, maybe a close one, beating the Colts. Heading into December, they're going to play at home against the New York Giants, Eli Manning. I'll put him in the Tony Romo category, although I'm going to put him a little higher. I have a little more respect for Eli Manning, but I'm not going to give him too much leeway there. I think some people just give him more credit than what's due just because of his last name. The Giants were just not a good team last year. They spent a lot of money in their defense trying to shore up a secondary that was actually worse than the Pittsburgh Steelers if they don't have that continuity by december i don't know when they ever will that just means that the killer bees are going to just they're just going to continue the assault that they're going to have on defenses in the nfl i don't really know where the new york giants are going to be offensively odell beckham junior will be a problem if they have victor cruz that'll be interesting as well if he returns to health as a quality player. And then, of course, Sterling Shepard is a rookie drafted in this year's NFL draft that really could set up something like a killer B situation with the New York Giants over at Heinz Field December 4th. I'm still going to take the Steelers. I don't know that it will be a close game just on the fact that I don't know that the New York Giants defense is going to be solid enough to stop the weapons the Pittsburgh Steelers have. And then it's the thank you game on December 11th against the Buffalo Bills up in Buffalo. That, like, Cleveland will be another home away from home where the Pittsburgh Steelers say, hey, thank you, Buffalo, for beating the New York Jets last year. But sorry, not sorry. We're going to come into your house and rock you. I I don't know what the Bills are going to be like either. And especially into December, they could be an okay team. Uh, They probably have more talent than I give them credit for. But, you know, Sammy Watkins, okay. LaShawn McCoy, if he's there. Tyrod Taylor, I mean, who is Tyrod Taylor? He he might be okay. We don't know. But I'm still not thinking the Buffalo Bills are even in contention for the playoffs at this point. Out of all of the teams in the AFC East, probably the New York Jets are going to be the other contender besides the Patriots, who are probably going to have a healthy lead and already clinched the playoffs, unfortunately, in that division. Probably clinched that division by this point. So the trip to Buffalo, once again, will be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan invasion. Going to be like another home game before they go down to Cincinnati for Sunday Night Football. And this is the one that actually, you mark this on the calendar, three AFC North opponents to finish out the year playing at the Bengals and then the two home games one on Christmas Day against the Baltimore Ravens, and one on New Year's against the Cleveland Browns. And these are three games the Steelers could win and three games the Steelers could lose because we know how divisional games work. The game in Cincinnati being, of course, the first time the Steelers will have returned since that fateful playoff game. They're going to be amped up and rowdy and ready, but so will the Steelers. The Steelers have also been a team that's gone into Cincinnati the last several times and just laid the smackdown on the Bengals. If we're already taking care of business at this point, I don't see any reason why the Steelers won't take care of business on December 18th on Sunday Night Football. And of course, the Christmas present going to be the Steelers beating the Ravens at home on NFL Network in the middle of the afternoon, and I can't wait. Like I said, Cody Kessler will probably be the starting quarterback on New Year's Day for the Cleveland Browns. If you've been paying attention, folks, and the Steelers going 16-0. and <laughs> And I hope you're getting a good chuckle out of that. Why would I ever pick my team to lose? Legitimately, I could see maybe three games out of this being a real problem. And that's considering if there's some splits with the divisional opponents. But the Steelers definitely have to win four games in this division in order to win the division. And that has been kind of the crux of their problems over the last few seasons in winning this AFC North. And things being very tight. They used to own... All the teams in this division, like a redheaded stepchild, no offense to any redheads out there, much love for you, but like I said, special edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. I hope all of you have a great Independence Day, extended weekend, and go Steelers, right? 16-0. and 0. I can't go wrong. I'll put that prediction up against anyone else's, but until then, be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.
1: There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18 Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back
0: for details. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.
1: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.